Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. Thank you so much for being here with me again. This is like I think my 135th episode or something like that. <laughs> when I do the when I get these loaded up onto um, the platform, they ask what episode number and I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I I don't even know. There's um, a lot. Can I just put a lot? <laughs> And so anyway, welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. So today I'm really excited to be talking to you guys about erythrite today, which um, it's funny. Usually when I pick the stones now, I just go on the Crystal Council and I just kind of scroll around and look for one because they've got so many on there. So I'm like, ooh, which one am I gonna look at today? So anyway, I'm excited to talk to you about that today. And then also, um, this has been on my mind and actually a lot of times when I pick a topic, it's usually like, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's what I'm, and then I get out my phone and feverishly write notes. So I'm excited to be talking about facts, fiction, and spirituality today. So a couple things first that I wanted to um, talk to you guys about today, just a few adjustments. So the first thing is if you're listening to this episode, you may see a video version of this episode just because now they've made a few adjustments on Anchor and now it's actually um, Spotify for podcasters. So um, if you're listening to this on Apple or on Google or on any other uh, podcasting um, platform, there should be a available video version of this episode. So if you want to see me talking this out with my face, that's, that is available to you now. So yay for that. Um, so that, um, I also am trying to make a bunch of things available to you guys on my website. So um, I offer free, um, classes, sorry, my brain sort of just kind of went blank there for a second. I offer free classes on spiritual development. I call it the, um, the intuitive and psychic development class. I usually hold it, um, one Sunday a month with a makeup class in between. Uh, usually the makeup classes are during the week and it's flexible in times. I try to do like an evening time or an afternoon time. So other people that aren't available in the mornings can be there, but it's free. Um, one Sunday a month. The next one will be May 28th, Sunday, May 28th at 9.30 a.m. I usually do it somewhere in the middle, like May 14th. However, that's Mother's Day. I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going to be doing something on that day, whether for your mom or if you are a mom or all of the above. Um, so I figure that's probably going to be busy for a lot of you. So it'll be May 28th, 9.30 a.m. It'll be over Zoom. You can go on my website and RSVP to the class. And again, it's all free, so you don't have to pay anything because um, I just want to make this stuff available. A lot of times people are like, well, why don't you charge for it? And I'm like, right now, honestly, I feel like everything costs money. Everything costs money. And it's, I feel like this stuff should be available to you guys. If you need the help, if you need to be able to get the tools necessary to grow, I don't want that to have to cost money. So 
it's free. Final answer. So <laughs> I don't, I just, I'm, I just want it to be free so that you guys can do the things, do the work without having to uh, be burdened by cost. So anyway, that's available. I also have a, a goddess gathering that's every, that's one Tuesday a month. It's usually the last Tuesday every month, but either way, check the website. There's usually tons of available stuff for you um, there. So if you want to join any classes, um, make sure to check out www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com. Uh, Again, that is 3rdiwithlorelei.com, not T-H-I-R-D. You're not going to find me that way. 3rdeye with Lorelei. So anyway, um, you'll also find my podcast and all of the most recent episodes on the website, including all the classes and such. Also, if you want to contact me for readings, that is also still available on my website. So anyway, um, those are the biggest things. And let's move on into the episode. Okay, so let's talk about um, erythrite. That's E-R-Y-T-H-R-I-T. -I, I couldn't get past this stone genuinely because I... I was like, ooh, I want to do, it was that and fairy stone, which that one will probably be my next episode because fairy stone, enough said. But erythrite, I, I mean, just the look of it is probably what gets me the most because it's like this really beautiful jammy purple color, but then there's opalescence to it. I can't even, I can't even. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm also praying that my children don't come in because right now, we're still on a break from school, like one of the million breaks that they have, and they're both home right now. So you're probably going to hear them mucking about, and I'm praying with all that I have that they don't interrupt. So we shall see. We'll see. Anyway, erythrite. So uh, let's talk about some of the science and the origin erythrite. So it's also known as red cobalt or cobalt bloom. It is a secondary hydrated cobalt cobalt arsenate, a mineral that crystallizes in the form of crusts, aggregates, and tiny needle-like prismatic crystals. So that's probably why I'm like, ooh, because it's like really beautiful, that prism that's created with like all the different opalescent colors and things. Um, it's a member of the Vivianite family and uh, are usually occurs around other cobalt varieties. Uh, it is also, uh, it can also be associated with natural silver. The color is mainly crimson red, but can also be seen as purple, pink, peach, and gray. Lighter color erythrite usually indicates higher levels of nickel. This mineral was first discovered in Saxon, Germany in 1832 by Francois Sulpice Baudant. He chose to name it after the Greek word erythros, meaning red, which was the color of the first specimen he discovered. Erythrite is very abundant and can be found all across the world in places like Australia, Austria, Canada, the United Kingdom, the Czech Republic, Mexico, and the United States. Okay, so let's talk about the juicy stuff, the meaning and the energy. So I'm gonna name these off first, uh, just kind of get an overall thing. So it covers all of the chakra bodies, all of them. It spans across all seven, the, the physical body chakras, I should say, not like the <laughs> the abundant that is above and below. It is It, it goes across the seven physical chakras. Uh, properties that are associated, just to name a few, is peace of mind, knowledge, 
love and relationships, meditation, manifestation, new beginnings, trust, grounding, self-healing, relaxation and balance, uh, gentle self-expression, channeling, calming and patience, and breaking addictions. Um, planets are Earth and Venus. The zodiac signs associated are Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo. Elements are Earth and Fire. Okay, so... Erythrite is a stone that helps the entire chakra column while assisting with energy flow throughout the body. The result of this total realignment is that it ultimately strengthens one's inner balance. This mineral helps identify areas that are in vital need of self-healing rays. This can be a trait, a physical injury, or even an emotional reaction. Once identified, erythrite is able to channel and release pulsating energy that can assist in one's overall recovery. Try placing this stone directly over the affected area, close your eyes, and begin to calm your mind. Focus on the exact point of overall pain and envision red energy rays seeping through your pores and imbuing your body. Continue maintaining a clear head and imagine this energy slowly beginning to circulate throughout your body. One may begin to feel a sense of warmth and comfort as erythrite's energy goes to work. Do this in 20 to 30 minute sessions a few times a week or as often as you feel it is necessary. One will be able to self-rejuvenate and consistently maintain vital life force energy within. We recommend this stone to all practitioners, no matter the level of skill or experience one holds. So you can use Argonite with erythrite for this sort of maximum potential here. So Argonite is a crystal we recommend using in conjunction with erythrite. During deep meditation exercises, these crystals work together to provide one with the ultimate chakra cleansing tool. Much like Reiki healing, Argonite and erythrite assist one in cleansing their entire aura and providing nurturing vibrations. As stated above, place these minerals directly over the area of pain. So this is not just physical pain, this is also emotional pain as well. Watch as the self-healing energy of this minerals activate, combine, and push one into a state of pure relaxation. So I don't know about you guys, but that sounds freaking delightful. Maybe some of you might be like, I don't know that, but we'll get you that, right? <laughs> it's eventually. So anyway, that is erythrite. And what's interesting is that I was thinking about this because it involves a lot of that red ray, which if you've listened to, gosh, I don't even know when I, I, I cover the chakras in many different episodes, but I've talked about the root chakra and the tribal element and this area of connecting with the earth and connecting with, um, our ability to keep ourselves safe in our body, safe in our environment, how we connect with the um, the environment around us and the people that are in our um, direct vicinity, whether it's our coworkers, our family, our partners, and our children and um, friends and that sort of thing. So it is how we work together as tribe. It is that all is one energetic. And whenever we think of that, we think of how we may be misaligned with some of those things. So that red, that comfort of feeling a part of tribe and family and how we're able to stand in our own energy um, and learn how to find ourselves within that group is where we see that type of balance in a sense, that red energy, that home energy in a sense. And um, 
if we have some misalignments in that area, um, you know, especially since, um, you know, the root chakra has an issue with, um, with sort of the nuanced differences between um, the uh, our physical reality and the unseen. It mainly is the physical reality of our lives. It is the facts of, of life and understanding what they mean to us. And sometimes it can have a hard time understanding the the diff, the, the space between the gray, the what is beneath the surface. Um, it really is a lot of face value and that sort of thing. So sometimes when we're having trouble discovering what is beneath the surface, there may be sort of like this, um, an issue with our root chakra as well is, is this rigidity around like, well, this can't be true because it's not a reality. It's not our fact of reality. And so this is why some of our, our root chakra can, can meet an imbalance because it's too, um, there's, there's too much energy in the space or there's an, an alignment and a misalignment in like how we remain flexible in that regard. And we allow ego to kind of take a rest because maybe we don't actually feel safe and that sort of thing. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, um, I think Erythrite would be an incredible addition to your library and arsenal of crystals if you don't have any. Um, and I wanted to mention all that because it directly ties into what I'm talking about today. So let's move into the quote of the week. And the quote is, no matter how much it gets abused, the body can restore balance. The first rule is to stop interfering with nature. And that's by Deepak Chopra. Okay, let's talk about the topic today. So today I'm going to be talking about facts, fiction, and spirituality. Now, um, I have been doing um, a lot of these different little, I, I really enjoy doing like little videos and stuff for Instagram and for TikTok because, I don't know, I find enjoyment in it. It's fun for me. It's, it's you know, it allows me to flex that creativity. I also like to be a little bit funny and amusing, but also can kind of state some facts about things. I like doing stuff with astrology and that sort of thing. But there are some that I, I just really like to talk about certain aspects like vibration and that sort of thing. And sometimes get, people get really stuck in like, stuck in like, well, what is fact? And it's like, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's think about it. It made me think about that for a minute because I'm not really, I mean, there are some things with science that I really love to find the connection and really science and spirituality really do express that yin and yang type energy. Science being the yang aspect, the doing energy, the physical reality, and yin being what lies beneath the surface, what's yet to be birthed into the reality. So if facts are the binary understanding, the black or white of our physical world that explains our third dimension, our 3D reality, then everything else is sort of that gray area that's in between. The fiction realm is either a delicious area of possibility and promise, or it's a terrifyingly uncomfortable space um, full of entropy and uncertainty. So in general, as you learn how to become more flexible with your realities, you discover that you have very little control over both realms. But an understanding develops um, that is generally open to the evolution of both, and that helps us to relax into the surrendering to all of it. Uh, science 
is always evolving. It's always exploring. It's always observing our physical reality is and it's one that, um, so our physical reality is one that we live in on the fundamental level. Um, it is steeped in fact in how we have learned how to interact with it, such as gravity, thermodynamics, inertia, chemistry, biology, alchemy, and mathematics. These tools that we have developed have increased our awareness of our physical reality. Tools that span a spectrum over millions of years that range from rudimentary items that help us live, such as fire and the wheel, to medicine and rocket ships and rocket science. The most important thing to not get hung up on is that <clears throat> as time passes, we learn how these tools can evolve and change. It shifts with our reality. So many people are stuck in a reality that has been static for a very long time. One thing um, that I feel certain of is that a stagnant reality is safe and predictable. However, as individuals, we don't grow in those spaces. We find that the gray areas or the unseen forces behind a binary reality that we understand is always, always at work to scramble up what we understand, which is why we uh, get that. That's sort of like the, receiving the tower card <laughs> in the reading. It's like everything is going to change now. Everything of what you understand to be true is now going to change. And that for some people, actually for most people, is completely terrifying. Which, um, let me see. So, which in my mind is why science is always evolving as well. You know, we have this ability to scramble up our own realities, which is why science is always changing. It's always, it's, we're always defining it just a little bit differently, making it better in some way. There are certain laws in science, which will for now always be true. So I say for now, because we could wake up tomorrow and those laws could be turned on their head by unforeseen events. But for today, at present, the laws are there for to tell us what is happening in our 3D reality right now. The law of gravity is what is keeping us on the ground and not letting us float off into space. For every reaction, there is an equal and opposite reaction and so on. But that gray is also always there waiting to be observed which is why science is always evolving and changing, right? Because that gray is always there waiting to be observed. So I think that is, um, I think that's why I tend to get excited to find some connection with science and all of the spiritual business because there isn't a whole lot of fact in spirituality. Now, some of you are gonna be triggered when I say that and that's fine. I don't know if you hear my daughter. She's, I don't know if she's having a blast or if she's upset, but we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> so anyway, some of you might be triggered by me saying that and that's, that's okay. So you observe why for a moment, observe why that makes you uncomfortable in me saying that there isn't a whole lot of fact in spirituality um, and where that might come from for a moment, because that's what I have to do. I have to 
observe for a minute when whenever something uncomfortable and uncomfortable truth enters my arena i have to look at it for a moment and be like okay why why is this making me upset for a minute you know so that i can understand why that emotional reaction is there before i can respond so if you get triggered by me saying that discover for a minute where that comes from so Let's take for example, and the reason why I say that is because you don't see binary in a lot of spirituality and you kind of don't want it to be there because spirituality is meant to be the, in a sense, the unseen. So you can't, you can't make a binary system out of an unseen reality for the most part. Um, you know, I think that science is trying to do that right now, but it's really, really challenging which is why, you know, maybe someday we'll be able to prove string theory, maybe not. But um, for right now, it remains to be a, you know, a, a, a really beautiful construct, which is, and I love reading about it. By the way, if you haven't read any of Brian Greene's book, books, please go and do it because it's really fascinating. So anyway, I, I digress. So I want to give you an example of some of this stuff of why sometimes we feel something to be true, but we really don't have a base of fact to let it be upon. So I had um, an experience where I, I, I presented a past life scenario with an individual and um, it was someone that was incredibly close to me and they had asked me, um, uh, if I had seen any past lives with them and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not one of those people for the most part that's going to uh, share that information unless one, they ask or two, it is nagging at me until I actually say something, that sort of thing. If, if some of you have ever experienced that before, you know exactly what that's like. So anyway, um, I <laughs> I had this experience that um, this this person asked me about have you ever seen a past life for me and i said he yeah and they said well what was it and i explained to them this this experience of um their past life where it was so clear it was just you know he had died as a fighter pilot in world war ii and um he said well what was the plane would you remember and i was like well, i don't know what it's called i'm not a i don't know certain types of planes, especially, I don't even know what the ones that we have right now. I know that there's F-18s, but that's not what was in this time period. What I'll tell you what it looks like. And they said, okay. So I said, it's a, a silver plane and it has a mouth on it, an angry mouth with teeth and angry eyes and a propeller on a, on a, on a red nose. And um, he then sent me a picture of it and he said, is it this? And it was exactly the way I described it. And I was like, yeah, that, that's what it looked like. And he said, this is a plane that is like one of the best planes that was ever built. I've been, I loved this plane forever. And it was very validating. And one of the things that he said, I'll never forget is like, I don't know why or how what you said is true, but I absolutely know without a doubt that it's true. And I have no idea why. And that in essence sort of sums up spirituality because it is an emotional connection to this truth of our reality as opposed to a fact, like a physical way to see how this is in our reality and how it's true. But when in, we're in spirituality, it's the emotion behind what we understand to be true. And it is what, what we feel to be true about our reality. You can't really prove it. 
but it is something that feels right in us for some reason. And it is our, <laughs> our, our, I, don't, I keep the word burden keeps coming up. I don't feel like burden is incredibly true, but there's, it's bittersweet because it's our, our burden and also our, our purpose to discover why we feel true about certain things and why this feels right for us. You know, sometimes we never really understand why, which is fine, but we go with where our gut and our instinct and our feelings are telling us to go. So, um, in science, it's necessary so that we can show things are true. Scientists must show that discoveries can be replicated several times in a lab before it is proven in our reality or becomes a law. So we tend to lock onto this mentality for other things, which isn't necessarily wrong because it isn't wrong. However, when it comes to complicated arenas like emotions, those binary constructs aren't necessarily appropriate. So especially with incredibly diverse and overwhelmingly complicated individuals such as ourselves, we cannot categorize ourselves so generally based on what we think we know based on our emotions. It is so messy and it is always changing. Being flexible so that we can understand who we are in our emotions will allow us the opportunity with radical understanding to understand ourselves and the world around us a little bit better. Um, facts are a part of our reality, but so is fiction. We know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. And to be open to all of it grants us the freedom to change as necessary. Facts are the story that has been told and fiction is how the story will evolve. We just have to be able to learn to accept the reality when fiction becomes a fact. So that is the part that makes it really strange, exciting, and scary all at the same time. Because, you know, if you look at just for instance, some of the fiction that has become fact in our reality. Let's take, for example, when we were in, now this is, this is me and where I understand things, but I imagine, um, uh, people like my mother who grew up in the fifties and the sixties, they didn't have cell phones and I didn't have cell phones in the eighties. Um, but you saw those types of that type of technology on television shows and radio shows, well, mostly television shows. For me, it's Star Trek. And, um, you know, you see things like, um, you know, that type of technology. And uh, now we see it every day. We use it every single day, the way that we communicate and the way that we uh, project ourselves into other people's realities is happening every single moment via the internet and all of that. That fiction that we saw on our screens as children has now become a part of our reality. And how is that fiction going to evolve and change to be a part of our reality for the future? So that is just one type of scenario. There are probably so many that some of you are thinking of right at this moment right now. And I would invite you to allow yourself to 
apply where that is in your life and see how you can make yourself more flexible into a binary understanding of our world and not place that upon your own emotions and how you grow in spirituality. Because spirituality isn't meant to be binary, it's meant to be uncomfortable. It's meant to be gray. It's not supposed to be one or the other. It's meant to be complicated for a reason. And our physical reality is meant to be sort of this black or white understanding because this is how we understand who we are in this reality, in the physical, in ego, in, you know, why we walk on the ground and why we don't, you know, float off into space. But our emotions, our spiritual growth, who we are on the inside and how we want that to be expressed is not meant to be black or white. It's meant to be messy. So be flexible in your messiness. And I know a lot of you Virgos out there are like, how dare you? Because <laughs> you want things to be cleaned up and nice and aesthetically pleasing and everything makes sense. Um, but here's the thing, it's, it's who you are is not meant to be this binary thing. You're meant to be messy. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this and be messy. Let yourself be messy, get it figured out in a way that makes sense for you so that you can be flexible. Because flexibility is the only way that we're gonna make it. That's all I'm saying. Because when that tower card shows up and your reality has completely thrusted into flux and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Having that understanding will allow you to enter that with a little more relative ease. Okay, we're doing this again. Instead of bucking and fighting at it, I'm going to allow myself to observe and to breathe. So that way I can move through this and not fall apart. And if you do fall apart, you'll get yourself back together again. You're gonna do it. You'll figure out a way and it will be all right. Someday again, you'll just have a little bit more scar tissue and that's fine. Makes for a better story. Anyway, okay, that pretty much covers it, you guys. I hope that it helps. I hope that it speaks to you and resonates. If it does, share it, please. Share this this message with others because I know a lot of other people might need some of that. I know I did, and that's why I'm sharing it with you now. So I hope you have a fantastic day, and um, I look forward to talking to you again soon with some of my random thoughts and channeled things from higher guidance. <laughs> so... I love you all tremendously and I hope that you're doing great and I look forward to talking to you again really soon. But until then, love and light to you. If you absolutely love this episode, be sure to share it. Share it with somebody that you love. Share it with somebody that you think will benefit from this information. And also be sure to check out all the stuff I've got going on on my social media and on my website. I have Instagram, I have TikTok, I have the Facebooks, and I have a website. 
www.3rdiwithlorelei.com. I have all of my free classes on those sites that you can RSVP for and be a part of. I usually do one of those once a month, once every four weeks. It's usually on a Sunday. So check it out. Um, I also have a goddess gathering that I'm going to be doing virtually on uh, one Tuesday a month. It's usually near the end of uh, the month. But either way, you'll see it on my website. Go and check some of those things out. They're all free. They're all for you. And I'm here for you guys. And I love all of you so much. And I really want you to check out the things and get your high vibration up. If that makes any sense. Anyway share this with someone you love you guys share it with someone you think would benefit and i look forward to talking at you again really soon love and light to you all